You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. That's another day and another win for the Atlanta Braves, who were victorious over the Pittsburgh Pirates to open up a four-game set and have now won eight consecutive games as they climb in the National League East standings. This is the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Lockdown Sports Atlanta. I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani, and we've got another good one to talk about tonight as we get you caught up on what happened at the ballpark and, of course, get you ready for the Braves as they continue their series with the Pirates that will be running throughout the weekend. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you to subscribe here to Locked On Sports Atlanta on the YouTube page. We've got nearly 1,600 or more than 1,600 subscribers now. We hope you'll be one of those as we make the march towards 2,000. You can also click the bell to get notifications whenever we drop a new episode. So like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. And make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. You'll get this podcast and so much more all summer and all season long. Well, Jake, a great night at the park. Another quick night for the Braves as Max Freed. He may not have had his A game tonight, but I think this is just another example of when a pitcher has as much, I guess, experience as Max Freed now has in his young career, he's able to overcome nights in which he may not have been as sharp as he wanted to be. Yeah, we've come to the point now in Max Freed's career where this is just, you know, a good night for Max Freed, a night where he goes six innings and gives up just one run. But, uh, you know, that's kind of the standard that he has set and the standard he, I'm sure he sets for himself as well. But, yeah, you know, a ho-hum, you know, three-to-one victory for the Braves. They, they keep pushing along. Yeah, I think I told you before we got started here, I'll take all the boring wins that the Braves want to crank out there because a win is, of course, a win. And it is a lot more enjoyable than all the exciting and anxiety-riddled losses that you could possibly pile up. Those wear on you very quickly. Boring wins, I'll take them by the bushel if that's what they're giving out. But for the Braves, the object here, obviously, with where they are in their schedule, is to beat up on some teams that simply are not you know, at their level or above. A bunch of below 500 teams, 29 straight games against below 500 opponents. The Pittsburgh Pirates, though, I don't think you want to overlook them, though, Jake, because this is a club that's won five out of six against the Dodgers, has just swept the Dodgers out of Dodger Stadium. So if you're focusing on things that are important in this series, you have to make sure, hey, let's win game one and then take it on. Hey, let's win game two and then game three. And then, you know, of course, by that point, you're not going to get swept by the Pirates, but you also know you're not going to lose a series to this club either. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. This is a Pirates team that I think is playing a little bit better than I think most people would expect. And I think we saw why a little bit tonight. I thought Brubaker was very solid on the mound. I thought he pitched a very good game. And you saw the offense, you know, kind of fight and battle in at bats, put the ball in play. It's why they racked up eight hits against Max Freed. So I think you kind of saw why this team's probably scratched across, you know, a couple of close wins, low scoring wins. Uh, but they've gotten across a couple more than I think, again, many people would have thought for this team. Yeah, I don't think anybody had them written down as taking five out of six from the L.A. Dodgers, but that, of course, is uh, something that's already happened this season. The Braves didn't want to fall as far as the uh, fate went the last time that the Pirates and Dodgers met up, and they were swept in their home ballpark, nonetheless, so the Road Warrior Pirates. But they weren't able to come in and get things done here against the Braves, despite their best efforts against Max Freed. Let's jump inside the line score here for game number 58, the opener of this four-game series against Pittsburgh. The Pirates dropped at 24-31. and 31. Run on eight hits, no errors, five men left on base for them. Braves now 31 and 27 as they win their eighth consecutive game. Three runs on six hits, no errors, five men left aboard for the Braves. Max Freed, the winner, now six and two. That is six consecutive winning decisions for him. JT Brubaker did not pitch poorly, 
but he drops to 0-6 on the year. Kinley Jansen came in, looked sharp, got his 16th save. Game lasted two hours and 26 minutes, and a crowd of 39,336 were on hand to see it at Truist Park. And this was not one of those patented, you know, Braves scratch across a couple of runs, and then all of a sudden you run into two or three home runs. This was a night, Jake, where the Braves' offense had to be opportunistic as well, because as you mentioned, Brubaker was doing a pretty nice job of mixing things up and keeping the Braves off balance. Yeah, I was really impressed with him tonight. And I mentioned on the, the Locked On Braves podcast yesterday that, you know, his advanced stats and metrics kind of point to the fact that he hasn't been pitching quite as bad as the numbers would suggest, you know, and he's capable of going out there and giving them a quality start. And he did that over seven innings uh, in this game. But the Braves did come through with a couple of big hits. And what I liked about this, again, it wasn't the home runs. It was some clutch two-out hitting. You had first and second there, and you move a runner over. Or you get the double play and get a runner at third with two outs. And then Duvall comes through with a big hit there to put the Braves on the board. Acuna gets hit. He steals a base. Dansby bloops one in, puts the ball in play, a score run there. And then Duvall, or no, sorry, uh, Travis Darno comes through with a clutch two-out double there to score the runner. So, uh, look, it's exciting seeing home runs. And I mentioned this kind of, you know, a boring ho-hum game. But I'd love to see the Braves' offense be able to get it done in a different way. And, and sure, you know, I'd love to see them put up 13 runs every night, hit four home runs, four doubles. Yep. But being able to win like this is what gives you an opportunity to go on long win streaks like the Braves are on right now. Yeah, they're in the midst of their longest winning streak of the season and just one shy of the longest winning streak that they had in the 2021 season, which ended pretty well for the Braves. We're not quite to that point yet where we're talking about the biggest and most important games that they're going to play. But at this point, after the slow start, I feel like every game is an important game, regardless of who you're playing against. And again, the Pirates have proved themselves a worthy opponent for other uh, very good teams with October aspirations. Max Fried, meanwhile, eight hits on the day, and I think early on the command wasn't there for him, but he got through six innings. He allowed one run. It came on a solo home run. He didn't walk anybody. He struck out eight, and maybe this is a ho-hum version of Max Fried, or as you mentioned, just kind of what we've come to expect from him, but you know, this is the the pitcher that the Braves need to set the tone in a series, to set the tone just about any time he takes the mound, and Max Fried delivered again. Yeah, four-game series, I'll, I'll obviously want to get that first game under your belt, and it's great when you have a guy like Max Fried on the mound. And you're right, he did not have particularly the curveball command in this game. He only got two called strikes on that pitch. Mm -hmm. He only got five swings on it and only two swings and misses. That's not typical typical for a Max Fried curveball. Don't know if that was the Pirates' game plan to just lay off that pitch completely, yeah. but obviously did not have the command that I think we typically see with that pitch. And Travis Darno even mentioned that in the post game that he was struggling with that. And he found ways to get out because that's what he does because he's a great pitcher. And I uh, love that about Max Freed. You know, he gave up the eight hits, but no walks. And that's right. why the Pirates weren't able to get anything big going against him and scratch across, you know, a put up a crooked number. You know, you can give up those hits, you know, all of them singles or not all of them, except for the home run, all of sure. them were singles. Uh, but when you don't walk anybody, then you avoid those big innings and those hits really coming back to hurt you. You had the big pickoff in the first inning, got a big mm -hmm. double play in the fifth inning to help him work out of those jams as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, a, a great start for Max, a start where he didn't have his best pitch, and he still found a way to get through it and, and strike out you know, eight batters and, and give yeah. up just a one run. It's incredible. It's the ingenuity at that point because you realize, hey, this pitch isn't getting it done. It's not going quite where I want it to. You didn't want to abandon it altogether, but also was able to make that in-game adjustment. And Travis Darno did talk about that, and I think it just speaks to the pitcher that Max Fried is now. He doesn't have to rely on one or two pitches. He can truly throw four or five different pitches 
every time he goes out there. And the fact is, more times than not, he seems to have command and a very good game plan for all of those pitches as well. And he was able to do it again to the Pirates on this night. Again, six innings of one-run ball for him. The home run that he allowed did snap a 16-and-a-third inning scoreless streak because, remember, last time out, eight scoreless innings against the Colorado Rockies. Prior to that, five scoreless innings after giving up a first-inning run against the Miami Marlins. So Max Freed was moving along nicely and shutting down opposing teams. And that's a nice little streak that has helped him continue to lower that ERA as he has gone through a string now where he has won six consecutive decisions. You mentioned that double play ball. I didn't want to talk about that in the fifth inning. Dansby Swanson, a sensational play to get to second base and to get the throw over to first and in the Pirates. I felt only real big threat that they had after the first inning. And that just kind of speaks to the kind of season Dansby Swanson's been having. He got it done at the plate as well because he knocked in a run. He scored a run. That helped the Braves do all they needed to do offensively to win this baseball game. But it just seems like over the past month, month and a half now, we're calling out Dansby Swanson's name just about every night for something he has done to help the Braves win. Yeah, me and you were talking before the postcast, talking about you know p- potential all-star players mm-hmm. for the Braves who could represent the Braves at the all-star game. And, and Dampy's one for me. I think he definitely deserves some consideration. Probably won't get the fan vote as the starter, but I think he, the way he's playing right now and he continues to do so, I think he definitely deserves some consideration. That fifth inning in general was just weird to me. You had Ozzy field a ball on the shortstop side of second base and then you had Dansby field a ball on the second base side of second base that whole inning just was just filtered by the shift I mean there were there were hits that the Braves take away because they were in the shift there were hits the Pirates got because they were in the shift it was just kind of a, a weird inning but yeah that double play where Dansby's on the second base side of the bag catches it runs over to second base makes a good throw uh, almost made a great throw earlier in that game too because they were in the shift he backhanded a ball you know in the hole at third base and just got away for Matt Olson over there. It's actually Travis Swaggerty's first major league hit that yep. he got on that, but almost an incredible play there as well. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be flashing the leather night in and night out. It's one of the reasons why he's been one of the best defensive players, according to the metrics that you look at on fan graphs, that you can put him up against anybody in either league at any position, and Dansby Swanson is more than holding his own this year, and that's a big part of, I think, his all-star credentials. A lot of folks might have gotten fixated on that first two or three weeks of the season where, yeah, the hits weren't coming. The strikeouts were certainly alarming, Dansby has really turned that corner. And at this point, he has been hot way longer than he was ever cold. And that's something I think we'd like to say each and every season for a guy like Dansby Swanson. The hot streaks last a long time. The cold streaks, let's go ahead and move through those in a week or 10 days and then move back in to another hot streak. But he's been doing it all lately for the Braves. And he was at it again tonight. One for four, a run knocked in, a run scored, and the winning streak reaching eight games. Travis Darno, a big reason for that. Back in the lineup after missing a couple of games, the Braves wanted to just play it safe with him give him a little rest and allow him to uh, to get back in there after that forearm, which was hit by a pitch on Sunday in Colorado, had kind of calmed down. He was behind the plate to help Max Freed work through these six innings and went one for three with a double and a run knocked in, scored a run, and drew a walk. So Travis Darno, you know, we talk about William Contreras and Travis Darno and the offense that the Braves are getting behind the plate. You put that duo together, and the Braves have, I think, one of the strongest catching situations in all of baseball. Yeah, without a doubt. And look, I thought it was coming in good coming in with Travis Darno and Manny Pena because I think Manny Pena is very good behind the plate and he'll run into some baseballs every now and then. But what William Contreras has done, you know, combining with Travis Darno, who I think's always been a solid player when healthy and he looks healthy 
right now, obviously coming off getting hit by that pitch, but just overall on the season compared to last year when he was obviously banged up for most of the season. I think he's finally, you know, mostly fully healthy and looking really good at the plate, always good behind the plate. We mentioned Max Freed, you know, not having that curveball and just knowing to adjust and going to the fastball and slider more to help him navigate through that and get through that game. I mean, that's the type of things that aren't going to show up in a box score, but they are very important to the Braves, very important uh, to the pitching staff as well and, and, and working on the Braves in this, this win streak. Absolutely. You got to have a lot of little things come together. Some of them you're going to see in the box score. Others, if you weren't watching very closely, they might go unnoticed, but those are the little things that I guess they say is the devil is in the details. And those little things are actually big things when a club's looking to put it all together and find a winning streak the way the Braves have. And as I mentioned earlier, they have been making their way up the National League East standings during this eight game win streak. The Braves, Jake, have picked up four games on the Mets in the NL East. And we were looking at a 10 and a half game deficit this time uh, uh, just over a week ago. And a lot of fans were looking at it saying 10 and a half games back to the Mets. They're never going to lose enough for the Braves to get back into this thing. And it kind of sounds like that group of fans from Major League and bring out the tarp and cover the field and turn this place into a parking lot. Maybe not quite that bad, but the Braves had fallen so far back that you kind of wondered, is there going to be an opportunity for them to climb back into it? But this just shows you with a winning streak and handling the things you need to handle, you can slowly but surely chip away at the lead. It's now six and a half games as the Mets were idle on Thursday. Yeah, a great strategy for this. Just don't lose any more ball games. And uh, yeah, if they keep doing that, I feel really good about their chances. But uh, look, I I've been saying all along, I think this Mets team is different. I, I think they're going to be very good all year. And the, the start that the Braves got off to certainly put them in a hole. And they needed a streak like this. And honestly, it needs to continue as they go through go throughout the rest of this consecutive games against teams below 500 they have to continue to do this and play like this more consistently and then when they play better competition they have to play better consistent baseball and win some of those series so you know they still got a lot of work to do this obviously helps them get back into that um, but you look at where the Braves were last year going you know into the trade deadline at the end of July you know they were there around five games back or so um, and, and the Braves have already kind of cut that deficit and gotten that range. But, yeah, it, it's certainly great. It's a streak, that, like I said, they had to have to get back in the NL East race, and I think they're doing that. Still got a little bit of ways to go. Uh, but right now, for me, it's just focusing on this team. What can they do to play better, consistent baseball each and every day and just continue winning games, winning series. And like I said, just don't lose anymore. Yeah, I mean, I would love it if the Braves were able to finish this thing out on one long winning streak and not lose again until – I guess it would just be game four of the World Series. It'd be a nice, easy sweep there. But we know the work that goes into it, and we also know that as the players are keenly aware of trying to get things going, and you know, just I think the the team might have been looking a little bit for its identity overall for everything to come together. But it feels like on this past road trip, they were able to really sit down, figure that stuff out, and go out and start playing like the team that they expect to be and the team that fans expected to see in the 2022 season coming off of an improbable and magical end to 2021. It doesn't get any higher than that. So, you know, the kind of the early struggles might have taken a little bit of the shine off for some, but the Braves still feel like underneath all of that is a club that can go out there and do a similar thing again this year. And they're going to have to continue this march, this assault, if you will, on the Mets to try to wrench away the National League East, start there and move their way through October. But there's a lot of baseball betwixt now and then. We're going to get you set, in fact, for the next baseball game, which comes on Friday at Truist Park. It's game two of four against the Pittsburgh Pirates. First, though, I want to tell you about Built Bar and Caramel Brownie Bars are available right now at Built.com. And you got to get there fast. you got to act fast because they are a fan favorite. 
and they will be gone quick. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert, just 130 calories with 17 grams of protein and only 4 grams of sugar. So with Built Bar, Tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com and get your box of caramel brownie bars today. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The Braves head into game two of four against the Pirates on Friday night at Truist Park. Spencer Strider on the mound, making start number three of the season. One and two overall, 276 ERA. Ronzi Contreras will be on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's 1-0, and a 193 mark. And I think all eyes, once again, Jake, will be on Spencer Strider. We've seen, I think, a couple of starts that there have been flashes of what Spencer Strider has been all year, what he's been able to do all year. But you really just want to see him put it all together and have that nice five-inning start where you know, it's not so much about getting him a win or anything like that, but just getting him to that bar where you're pitching five innings, that I think would be pretty big for Spencer Strider as he continues to try to carve out that role and hold on to that role, which a lot of pitchers have had an opportunity for this year. Yeah, and like you said, the bar is honestly just not very high for the fifth starter spot. Give me five strong innings, you know, two earned or less, and I think he's certainly capable of doing that and more when he is on his game. Uh, but we've got yet to see it, you know, in the starter role. So I think it is a big start. For him, I just mentioned Max Freed gave up a lot of hits. You know, the Pirates are going to get their hits, just can't walk any batters. And that's what we saw yep. last time out for Spencer Strider. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, every, anytime he pitches, it's exciting. Yep. Uh, and you you want to you want to watch him pitch. But uh, this is one for me. I think it's a big one for him to just kind of put a more complete start together. Like you said, get through five innings. And, you know, hopefully he gets through five innings, has a lead. Snicker gets him out of there feeling good and the bullpen can shut things down. Uh, but that's what hoping for for Spencer on uh, Friday. Yeah, bullpen did his job behind Max Freed for a game one win against Pittsburgh. They'll be looking to do the same for Spencer Strider as he takes on Ronzi Cabrera, uh, Contreras rather of the Pittsburgh Pirates in game two of this four-game set. 7.20 p.m. Eastern time at Truist Park. That's when the first pitch begins. And we'll, of course, have you covered after the game as the Braves look to make it nine consecutive wins with another victory over Pittsburgh. That'll bring us to the end of this edition of the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate you taking a ride with us again here after this one. Another victory for the Braves. The final score, 3-1 to one over the Pittsburgh Pirates in game one of this four-game set. Another one coming your way tomorrow. But until then, for Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you tomorrow on the Braves postcast. So long, everyone.